0: The delayed season could give a pitcher recovering from Tommy John surgery a chance to make an impact. And how about those Royals? Like Duff and Taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's- not had uh, three cold Five. brews yet. It
1: works great four. in a fantasy three. league. I'm just glad yeah. I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic.
0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, April 13th. I'm Al Melkier and I'm here with Derek Van Riper and DVR. We got a few news items uh, to go over and it's a, a familiar type of news item because as we go uh, deeper into what would be baseball season. Uh, We get injury updates on players and find out that, well, whenever the season's going to start, these players are going to be ready. So the latest uh, in that uh, trend is Carlos Rodon. He's been recovering from Tommy John surgery. And according to a report from uh, Daryl Van Schauen of the Chicago Sun-Times, Rodon might be ready to be a part of the White Sox rotation. And again, you know, if we go back a few weeks, you're going to ask, well, where's the room? But uh, you know, now with uh, the the specter of expanded rosters uh, for whenever the season does start, there would actually be room for Carlos Rodon.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. This is a Chicago rotation that already seems to have bumped Michael Kopech to the minors to begin the season. Although that may have just been procedural and a way for them to hold extra pitchers on the roster who uh, didn't have minor league options left. Maybe they had spring training date opt outs of minor league deals, but. It's interesting because the White Sox are one of those teams that are clearly on the rise. And I think how far they go in 2020 hinges a lot more on the quality of the pitching than on the hitting. At least that's where I think there are more questions. I think the the pitching staff, you know, Lucas Giolito looked every bit the part of an ace a year ago. And then you start looking past him and there's kind of a question mark with just about everybody else there. I mean, Dallas Keuchel should eat a ton of innings and be pretty effective at this point. A lot of youngsters, of course, Rodon being one of them, Dylan Cease, Kopech when he gets a chance, Gio Gonzalez is a big part of their plan as well. I think it's a good enough rotation for the White Sox to be a playoff team, and anything they get from Rodon seems like a bonus to me because I was expecting less than a half season if we were getting 162, and now they might get something closer to a full season, even though a full season will be less than that.
0: Yeah, so obviously it it just uh, recalibrates the way that we think about uh, fantasy value for for players like Rodon, and of course, you know, we've been talking about a lot of these types of players who we weren't even drafting because we thought that they were playing a fraction of a season, but. Yeah, this is uh, definitely intriguing, and there's all the risks there that you would have for any pitcher coming off of Tommy John's surgery, but certainly more value than we would have seen otherwise. And same is true for a couple of relievers, and one in particular I think has a real chance for value in a condensed season, and that's Austin Adams. This is the Mariners' Austin Adams, who was awfully good for them last year, uh, granted, in limited innings, uh, 31 innings, but 51 strikeouts during those 31 innings. Uh, He had surgery to uh, repair torn knee ligaments and he is already running and uh, according to the report from greg Johns of mlb.com he's uh, able to to stop and move and it sounds like he's really come a long way and adam's also throwing now so he could possibly be ready for a full season of course full with an asterisk next to it but in a mariners bullpen where it would seem that saves could be up for grabs that's uh, I think a real impact report on on Adams there.
1: Yeah, and I think Adams could just be overpowering. Whereas Yoshi Hirano, who's probably the favorite for the job if if the season were to start in the next couple of weeks, um, that's just to me that's more of a, a setup sort of skill set, not an overpowering get the highest leverage outs sort of skill set. So I see Adams as the most intriguing dart throw in the seattle bullpen i think it makes sense to consider him maybe a partial closer or someone that you could get probably well past the 20th round even in a 15 team league i just don't see austin adams creeping up any earlier than that uh, but this was a bullpen that i've largely avoided this draft season and having adams closing in on becoming healthy again that makes me a little more interested in taking a chance
0: yeah, uh, of all these reports in this category of players who get the extra time to recover, I think this is one of the most intriguing ones because that Mariners bullpen is just crying out for somebody who has, as you were just implying, you know, has that closer profile. And Adams certainly fits the bill. Now, I don't think that Nick Birdie is likely to be in line for saves with the Pirates, although you and I have talked about. Uh, that situation and how, uh, you know, if Cam uh, Nakella would get traded, uh, then that certainly opens that situation up. But Birdie is somebody who has uh, dealt with a variety of health issues. He had Tommy John surgery, and then after recovering from that, he had thoracic outlet syndrome and had to have uh, surgery to deal with that. But uh, there was a report from Mike Persak in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette where he was talking about how the Pirates really have an incentive to give Birdie a good long look in 2020, if there is a 2020 season, he would be arbitration eligible in 2021. And, you know, like Adams, he's got that profile, uh, and if he has the opportunity to to pitch in high leverage, then you know maybe at least in deeper leagues, he has some intrigue. This is somebody who throws right around 100 miles an hour as a, as a max fastball velocity. Uh, he's only pitched 10 innings in the majors, but he has 19 strikeouts in those 10 innings. So uh, I think that tells you a little something about his upside.
1: Yeah, he's a second-round pick in 2014 out of Louisville. So definitely, uh, somebody who came into professional baseball with expectations that he could be an impact arm rather quickly and injuries have kept that from happening. Uh, The pirates kind of like Seattle. Once you get past Kella, anybody could be the next option up. So I think for birdie, if he's just on the same page as the other members of that bullpen, he's effective for the first six to eight weeks of the season. In the event that Kella gets traded, there's every reason to believe that Nick birdie is talented enough to put himself at the top of the list to be the replacement for the ninth-inning role in Pittsburgh. Now, questions about how many save chances that team will generate are legitimate, uh, but he is another one of those guys, probably not in the Austin Adams bucket in terms of the types of leagues where I'd take the chance, but someone that we may have forgotten about or kind of been ignoring previously in draft season who does merit some attention in deeper formats now.
0: Yeah, well, a couple episodes ago, you and I talked about Chad Cool and how we sort of forgot about him. So I do think Birdie is sort of in that uh, same category. Maybe a long shot to make an impact, but somebody that needs to, needs to be back on our radar. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everybody has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more on a monthly subscription. And for 25% off of your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code BASEBALL at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code BASEBALL for 25% off your first order. Another news item that's occurred over the past weekend – uh, there's another proposal for a possible alignment for a, a major league season. This one's pretty interesting and, and definitely novel, uh, where the the divisions would be completely realigned and they'd be realigned on the basis of spring training locations. So you would essentially have a, a cactus league and a grapefruit league, each one having three divisions based on geography of the spring training locations so it really would mix things up in an interesting way and jeremy frank who uh, is on twitter as at mlb random stats he did an out of the park simulation based on this realignment and the schedules that it would create and you know a lot of teams that you would expect to be successful do well and did well in the sim the yankees won the uh, grapefruit league north division uh, the braves won the south the cardinals won the east uh the a's won their uh division out in the uh in the cactus league the dodgers uh padres won the nor- uh, the northwest division in the cactus league but right behind them just four games behind them with 84 wins was the royals and if you're thinking well this is just one sim well, we talked about last week how the Royals were also doing really well in Stratomatics 2020 sim. Royals are also doing really well in our athletic alt- alternate universe sim in Out of the Park. They are currently 13-5 and five and in first place. And in another Out of the Park sim that I'm taking part in that's called Real MLB 2020, they're 9-6 and six in that. So the sims love the 2020 Royals at least for the first couple of weeks. So, you know, I think it's worth revisiting this DVR because again, if it's just one SIM, you can just say, okay, well it's, you know, it's a short, it's a short span of games. It's a small sample. It's one SIM. Anything can happen. But the fact that this is getting replicated over and over again, makes me wonder, could the the Royals uh, be legit? And in these SIMs, you've got the, you know, the usual suspects, Mondesi, Whitfield, uh, Hunter Dozier uh, performing well in these SIMs. We talked about Nikki Lopez, Uh, But uh, do you think there's enough there for the Royals to be a surprise team in 2020?
1: You know, we talked about the White Sox a little earlier and the questions about their pitching staff. And I like that group of pitchers, even though there are questions about it. I look at the Royals rotation, Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, Mike Montgomery, Jacob Junis, Brady Singer, and or Jorge Lopez rounding that out in the back. I don't see how they're competitive with that rotation. And Maybe the bullpen is better than expected and they find a way to get to those relievers in the fifth inning and over a shortened season, they can surprise. But this pitching to me seems like bottom five in Major League Baseball pitching across the board, starters and relievers. Uh, So I don't see this at all. I I think the offense could be better than people realize. If if What Hunter Dozier did last year is real. Uh, If Michael Franco can be just serviceable as a regular for them. You have a little bit of star power with Adelberto Mondesi, Jorge Soler coming off the big power season a year ago. They got Sal Perez back. Uh, if you're looking at a team that has a, a weakness at a position, first base is one of those places that Kansas City seemingly is punting right now. They have the two Ryans, Ryan O'Hearn and Ryan McBroom, sort of lined up to possibly platoon there. Uh, but That's an easy get during the season if, if you're playing well otherwise and all you need to find is a a big side platoon first baseman or a veteran who isn't going to be on a contending team uh, who's freely available basically via trade. You can you can figure that out. Um, so I, I guess if I were going to be optimistic, it would be that the Royals are just outscoring teams more than we expected. I don't see where the pitching would come from. So if those Sims are all pointing to better run prevention than expected, I have no idea how they're doing it.
0: Yeah, well, and and what I've noticed across those different sims is that that offensive core, which, you know, as you outlined, I mean, it's, you know, five or six hitters deep. So it is a decent offensive core. Uh, And they've been pretty consistent, but in each of the different Sims, for the most part, it's been a different set of pitchers that steps up. So I think that kind of speaks to your skepticism and that there's not a lot of consistency in terms of what the Sims are producing pitching wise. uh, Certainly Ian Kennedy has done well across the Sims. Scott Barlow in a setup role has done well, but the one starter that has performed well in each of the four sims that I mentioned is Mike Montgomery. And so I went back and looked at that because I certainly was skeptical seeing that result. And from 2016 to 2018, where he basically split his time between relief and starting roles, he did have a 3.35 ERA uh, that ballooned last year up to 495 and gave up 1.8 home runs per nine innings, which is very unusual for Montgomery, who usually uh, is very good at preventing home runs and extra base hits. So maybe there's a little something to that, but you know, even if Montgomery came through, I, I agree with you. It's to expect uh, some consistency out of that group of uh, Junis and um, Danny Duffy and for Duffy just to stay healthy. Uh, Brad Keller, who I think could be a breakout pitcher, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty dubious. Yeah, maybe there's
1: something there that I'm missing. And the other reliever who I think is kind of interesting is a guy that I think you brought up a few times last season. Uh, As a starter, Glenn Sparkman, uh, in relief, he was sitting 96-97 with his fastball. That interests me quite a bit because in the Sims I've played out in my mind for this team, Ian Kennedy gets traded because the Royals are not contenders. And then we're asking the same question about the Royals that we are already asking about the Mariners and thinking about already for the Pirates for the second half of 2020. Who closes on this team if Ian Kennedy gets dealt? Glenn Sparkman... Might be a sneaky closer in waiting, Al.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh yeah, I did have a little spark mania after one or two uh <laughs> surprisingly good starts. I am uh I'm I'm trying to buy myself some time here because I want to see his starter reliever splits from last year because that that's an angle I would never have come to on my own. Uh and here we go. Uh he pitched just 17 and two thirds innings in relief, gave up eight runs on 23 hits. Eleven strikeouts and six walks, so not good, not great results the, <laughs> first, the first time around. But uh, no, it's interesting. That's you know, I mean, it's not a big sample to go on, but uh, maybe a little bit of an intriguing angle on the bullpen there. But yeah, you know, even if Glenn Sparkman is fantastic, uh, I have a hard time seeing the Royals being a winning team in 2020. But if I'm wrong, it would be a really interesting story, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go to our featured read. And uh, last week, we, uh, we introduced you both on the show and, uh, of course, uh, on the site uh, to our uh, alternate universe, the athletic alternate uh, universe. Uh, Nando Dufino wrote a great intro piece on that. And we have a couple of follow-up pieces on the site now. Uh, some writers who are writing about the teams that they're running. And so for this one, uh, we'll feature Grant Brisby's. He's running the Giants. So he's written, Introducing Your Fake 2020 Giants in the Athletic Alternate Universe. And basically the reason I am recommending this read is because this just made me laugh, as Grant usually does.
1: Grant is very good at making people laugh.
0: (laughs) It's a really good piece. So, uh, you know, we all can use good laugh right now. So read it and, you know, I don't want to beat this out of the park thing uh, totally into the ground. It's really fun, but you know, I, every time I want to bring it up, I kind of hear the advice that you know nobody wants to hear about your fantasy team. But it is just really fun, and and Grant makes it just even a little bit more fun. So on that note, we are gonna put a bow on this episode of Fantasy Baseball in Fifteen. If you're not already a subscriber to the Athletic. Check out our 90-day free trial, but also you can get 40% off a subscription by going to theathletic.com/baseballin15. And everything that we do is included as a part of your subscription. If you're listening to this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and review, we would certainly appreciate it if you did take the time to do that. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melker. We'll be right back here on Tuesday.